Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to You've Never Seen Back to the Future. I just thought I'd do that and see what happened because it's not normally my job. <laughs> yeah, what? What just happened? Is that all right? Fine. How we are you, Rob? Confused. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to take it from here? Hello and welcome to You've Never Seen Back to the Future, the unofficial Little Chef podcast. Hello, Leah. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I mean, Little Chef will love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a sponsorship deal yet. Um, that space is open. Little Chef seems the obvious. Does it? Does it? No, I mean, we, we could be big for their brand. When I tell you the car park story... Are we going straight into a little chef car park? Uh, into a not straight to a little chef car park. That sounds like a dogging story. When I tell you the little chef dogging, dogging car park story, is there a little chef dogging story? There is not. No, I wish there was. Because it'd be brilliant for me to make some intro music with. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to sound. The sound effects will be amazing. I'd really like to save it, you know, for next next season because I feel like um, it's yeah, it's what the people will come back for. Okay, okay, but this is our this is our end of end of season episode, the the end of term episode. We've brought some games in that we're gonna play. Um yeah. maybe it's dress down day. Have you wheeled in one of those tellies on you know, on a big big wheels and we're gonna watch a movie? Put put a video on. Put a video on, yeah. Do you know what our neighbour this is so cute. So we've got a couple of um South African neighbours. Um and they're just lovely. And we saw them the other day outside the house and they said, uh, oh, um, our daughter, she's put some uh, videos aside that she thought Ted might like. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. Um, she's like, we'll drop them around later. And I was like, oh, brilliant. And um, Diehard Terminator. Back to no, the no, they were really, really age appropriate. But the point is, when she said videos, I was like, we don't have a fucking video player. Like, I'm, what am I going to do? But actually, they were DVDs, so it's fine. Um, not that we have a DVD player, but we do have a PlayStation, so, you know. Do you not have a video player that you keep in your loft because you don't want to throw it away? Uh, Betamax. No way. I've never seen a Betamax, I don't think. No way. But, um, I don't have a VHS. I probably should get one for prosperity. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get a video? Just as like a retro thing. Do you know why I have a Betamax? Because I have... Oh, yeah, I, haven't, I didn't give you a chance to answer the question, so I'm going to do that again. Do you know why I have a Betamax? Yes. Go on, then. No, I don't. <laughs> because we taped every episode of Rainbow off the telly. <laughs> <laughs> and I genuinely can't bear to throw away Rod, Jane and Freddie. So that is why I have Betamax for the upper. Do you remember? I mean, when did you last watch it? Oh, fucking hell, I've watched it since I was, like, 10. I mean, we're yeah, talking on YouTube 30 now years, something. But um, that's not the do point, remember, right? Do you remember Button Moon? Fuck me, I've got Button Moon on it as well. I've also really? got that on Yeah, Button Moon. I remember, I loved Button Moon, and I remember going to, going. they did, like, a live oh, production of it, and I got no. taken to it. And then a few years ago, I found out that someone, I used to put on gigs, and got talking to someone and it turned out that their dad was one of the puppeteers on button moon i was so impressed what i mean i i I once went out really appealing to the kids today aren't we so that's beta max and button moon and rainbow we've hit off so far uh this is gonna dekidify it possibly slightly i once went out with a girl um not seriously or anything just a bit of you know loose hanging out um (laughs) And she told me once. After <laughs> Did you need to add that? She told me once after. What I mean is, it wasn't like a, it wasn't someone I had a relationship with. It was just somebody that I was, you know, courting, dating, getting getting the dates in. So, oh god, I wondered what you were going to say there. No, I really, so one, I really one, heard dates in isn't slang. No, it's not. No, no. So one time we, we'd had a few too many drinks and. Um, she, we're talking about people that we had crushes on, like when we were kids and stuff. She had a crush on Tina Spoon. <laughs> wow. Which for me was just like, I had a crush on Eamon Holmes, which is weird, awesome. right? 
What? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I also had a crush on um, Annika Rice. But, I mean, that I don't think is that weird. Like, she could do anything in a day. She yeah, was and she in and out of the helicopter. She wore a jumpsuit. She, she, she wore a jumpsuit, so she sort of looked like a cartoon. Yeah, she did. In my head, I think sometimes she is a cartoon, like, genuinely, because it was ridiculous, right? Whose life is that? But I remember once, like, she was, like, building, like, a riding stables or, like, a, an orphanage or something. And I yeah, was just thinking, she's the fucking tits, man. If I grow up and I'm Annika Rice... I'm going to be so fucking happy. I am so far from Annika Rice. It's like, it actually hurts me how far away I am from Annika Rice. What What would get you close? So is it a jumpsuit or a helicopter? Um, oh, shit. No, I, I just read my, my sister-in-law is an air ambulance, um, an air ambulance paramedic. So she wears a jumpsuit and she travels around in a, in a helicopter. So does, so she's like two thirds Annika Rice. And she helps people. So she's like, yeah. She's three quarters, Annika Rice. Yeah, but she's very grumpy though. So, oh, okay. Well, she's three out of four. It's not bad, is it? If she could get a bit of pep, bit more pep. How's her hair? It's not what as in is it blonde? No, just Annika Rice. I always remember her having like really kind of flowing locks. She does have up. very long hair. Mm. Yeah. I think actually she's quite a bit. Weirder here now is that she, she was she <laughs> was the one. Well, I can make it weirder. Uh, that's the sister-in-law that I married. Yes, I very good. Do you want to clear that up for everybody? I kind of tempted not to. Yeah, I uh, I performed Officiate. officiated. I officiated her wedding because I have no idea why it was a ridiculous decision on her and her husband's part very touching thing to be asked to do and i thought absolutely ridiculous they considered it have I t- i've told you the italian part of this though right there was an actual genuine italian man no no he's she married another english paramedic guy but the wedding was in italy and i thought it'd be a lovely touch if i start the wedding service in italian and i Basically, I got my first paragraph, my opening paragraph to the wedding was like, thank you for coming. We're here in this beautiful place and blah, blah, blah. blah. Honoured, you know, to do this and that sort of crap. Translated it into Italian. Google translated it and just practiced and practiced to get, make sure I got it right. Got the pronunciation down. Started the thing. And there was one Italian, two Italian people at the wedding, this couple. And I was looking at them and they were kind of like smiling and nodding. I thought, brilliant. I've now this got a laugh carried on did the wedding properly and afterwards i was like how did i do <laughs> like you mispronounced every word in a really good italian accent so it sounded italian it was not italian wow so down to business as we said this is the last of the series of our first series i guess this is where we say thank you everyone for listening if you've got to this point thank you for for sticking with us and the dodgy sound at the beginning and are we going to thank me for watching all these fucking films. You should be thanking me for educating you. Correct, but I think there's mutual thanks. So I, I was going to thank you, but it didn't seem like you were going to thank me. So I was just jumping on in there. And, you know. It didn't seem like you were going to thank me. Okay, Leah, thank you for joining me this... I mean, this would have been nicer as an end, but, you know, thank you for being part Brilliant. of this experiment. Do some experiment? <laughs> Yeah, of can you educate an adult in films and bring up their tastes? Did you write a hypothesis for this? Did I write up a what, sorry? A hypothesis? I mean, I didn't know this was an experiment, so I feel like that's a little bit... Uh, this is my this is my master's. We're on shaky ground here. We're on Human shaky psychology. Ground. Shaky ground. Okay, well, I'm going to okay. start my list of films in reverse order. I will not thank you for the following. Okay, but hold on. We've you've scored all of these, right? I have scored them, so I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to reveal to you the score that I'm giving the film, and um, I've written just a very brief synopsis of it. I've also answered the question: Will I or will I not watch it again? Just for your yeah. Opinion. So yeah, I think we all know the answers to these. Can you um, can you do this in like a pop picker's top of the pops chart style? I don't know what that means, but I'll give it my best go. 
well, I mean, you didn't know what the films were either. And you go, you know, so that, that feels very fitting. You've seen Top of the Pops. You've heard of charts. Yeah, but I mean, come on. It's like, it's a dead art. <laughs> Place. At the bottom of the chart is the man in the machine, otherwise known as the Terminator. Well, giving this film a total of three points, and I believe that is generous, just so we're all clear. <laughs> I'm describing it as meh film. Story was very loosely woven, far too much product placement. Would I watch it again? No, I would not. There was, I have never considered the product placement. In this story was very loosely woven. It was. Don't let's get into it. We've already discussed it. If you haven't heard it, go back, listen to the episode. It's a classic. In eighth place, very, very slightly above the Terminator, (laughs) is it all started with a lie, Top Gun. And I'm describing this film thusly. It's a very poor film, sad in parts. Meg Ryan is the star. Some of the flying films were okay. Music was good, if a little much in parts. Will I watch it again? No, I won't. I'm giving it the slight edge purely because of Meg Ryan and because I did enjoy some of the music. Right. I I mean, I've... I know that we had a whole episode talking about this. I just want to pick up on two bits. One, I don't think anyone has ever said that Meg Ryan is the star of Top Gun. And two, some of the flying scenes are okay. There's, I think maybe when we talked about this film, I might have said this at the time that the American film critic Roger Ebert, and he said that basically the film is great apart from when people speak to each other. So basically the flying scenes are amazing and everything else is a bit shoddy. But your view is, the op- any scene with Meg Ryan is amazing and everything else is shoddy. When I was younger, I went to Russia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, strapping does. <laughs> no, no, this is important. When I was in Russia, I was taken to a museum to look at religious icons, right? <laughs> There's a picture of Meg Ryan. Icon, one religious icon. It's quite impressive. It's kind of gold and there's like artistry and, you know, you can genuinely appreciate that it's good. When you spend seven hours walking around looking at icon after icon after icon after icon, by the end of it, I was literally like, if I see another fucking icon, I'm going to stamp on it and set it on fire. What they did wrong with this film is instead of just going, we can do some really clever stuff with the flying scenes, and everyone went, wow, that's amazing, they fucking relied on it too heavily. And we had to watch, I'm going to say, at least 50 minutes of flying around. I was done after five, Ross. I was done. Okay, okay so just your, your your tip to improve the Top Gun is less flying. Correct. Less flying. More Meg Ryan. In second place, I am going to award four points to Fits Like a Face, commonly known as Face Off. Now, I've described this film as a very odd film. The Golden Guns were a delight. Face draping, water turn off, genuinely disturbing movie. Will I watch it again? No, I won't. But it does score slightly higher than the other two for a couple of reasons. One, the guns, beautiful. Two, adorable. Bits of the film that genuinely entertained me. And for that bit in the middle, that where they basically played whatever that song is by Eva Cassidy. Oh, yeah, I knew you. Shit out of everyone. That in its own, I mean, that on its own is worth the additional point because it's so fucking random. Um, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people in this film probably were traumatised. So... I'm going to say it's worth four points. For and just when you say genuinely disturbing movie, do you want to give an example? I mean, there's so many. The child that gets adopted by the dad who <laughs> killed his real father, who's actually the father of the guy that this guy's real father killed. 
I mean, that's fucked up. The wife who slept with the guy who killed her son and didn't notice that her husband didn't have the scar, which he's always had. The daughter who was basically like chatting away to her dad as if it was her dad, but it wasn't her dad. It was actually the guy who killed her brother. I mean, there's so much fuckery in this film that I can't even begin with it. The fact I remember all of this is how fucked up and disturbing it is because it's actually ingrained in my psyche. So it gets four, not a penny more. In sixth place, and this may surprise you, is Bad Apple, otherwise what? known as Karate Kids. I know. Sixth but place. Upon review, I'm awarding it six out of ten points. And I think that's a generous score. And I think those who listened to the episode, I might have given it a seven at the time. But like I said to you last week, I don't know if you would have edited it out probably because you didn't like it. But as we (laughs) learn, we grow. And, you know, I am anything if not adaptive. So as I've watched more films, I've had to readjust my spectrum. I've had to readjust my feelings on things. And comparing it to other films... I do feel, I'll I'll read you my description, it's a good film, had a solid story, great fun for all the family. Brilliant, 8 out of 10. Yes, I would, but it's still only a 6 out of 10. Um, It's not something I'm going to be going to grab, but I will definitely make sure my son watches this film when he's of age. Okay, at number 5 in the charts, halfway through... Um, technically it's not 10 but we'll just pretend um, is Fever Dream uh, otherwise known as The Matrix I gave this film a 7 which I think is very generous it is very generous uh, let me read you my summary and I think we all know why it's getting 7 to be honest it's a good film, confusing in parts Deja Vu Cat what a classic uh, would I watch it again? yes I would Deja Vu Cat it's basically getting the seven because of deja vu cat right so a film which your description includes the phrase confusing in parts you're giving a better score to than karate kid which is good film solid story great fun compared to good film confusing in parts happens to have a cat in for three seconds i really enjoy harry potter and i really enjoy hamlet i don't downgrade the works of Shakespeare on the basis of complexity. Like, just because something is challenging doesn't make it less brilliant. I enjoyed The Matrix, right? It was confusing, but I am not good at film watching, so I feel like... You should prefer Karate Kid, because you understood it. No, I feel like The Matrix challenged me, you know? It challenged me in ways that Karate Kid didn't. I mean, Karate Kid also challenged me, because... I'm sorry, I feel like we're getting into too deep here. This is supposed to be a chart. But just quickly, I really hated Miyagi when he was making that boy like do all that shit. And I really thought that the guy was a bit of a fuckwit. And it turned out he wasn't. So I was challenged by Cry Kid, but not in the same way as I was challenged by The Matrix. As in, how long a minute, the fuck is real? Is, oh my God, what if we're living in The Matrix? I think I told you at the time where I thought I was perhaps the Truman Show. Oh, it brought back feelings. So, yeah, for me, it is it edges slightly ahead. Did you know Mr. Miyagi was nominated for an Oscar for that film? Oh, did you get it? No. Okay. In fourth place, with the same score of seven, is Intergalactic. Uh, I believe you call the film Lethal Weapon. Yeah, based on it not being in space, yeah. Yeah, quite. Um, You can have that one. Uh, I'm just going to read you my description. This is a Christmas movie. I enjoyed it. Slight concerns over the use of language. Would I watch it again? Yes, I would. Um, I can't give it more than a seven, purely because it's kind of unacceptable. And I feel like they should remake it and perhaps take out some of that bad language. Because just because something was once accepted doesn't make it acceptable. Yeah, but then we're getting into a whole other discussion about films, about going back and and, and keep, like, they, they changed bits of 
like they're constantly George Lucas constantly changing bits of Star Wars, which I don't think we've talked about. Star Wars is actually the prompt for us to make this podcast. I don't think we ever told that sort of story about why we're doing this. So I feel the last episode of the series is the, is the best time that we were we were having dinner and you had just seen Star Wars and just came up with some. I mean, if I just say some Leah stuff about Star Wars, I think that's enough. Got got the names wrong of all of them. Refer to the bear and you know and, and I'm this perfectly sort of stuff. happy to discuss my views on Star Wars in a separate episode. I do have some, and I will stand by them. I mean, somebody should have got that boy some therapy, and I don't understand how anybody can say that that is not a fair assessment. When I watched that movie, I was horrified. And it, and I am thinking, like, would it really hurt to go back in and like not be so like, you know, it was quite rude. You can't you can't say to a guy who's putting your coat out, or what are you a fag? Like, right? Okay, I'm sorry, I don't remember that happening in Star Wars. So we're back on Lethal Weapon, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. trying to keep it on topic, but um, definitely, definitely, I do understand different. Yeah, you, we're into different territory. Perhaps we also need to have like a kind of ethical podcast where we talk about the ethics of film um it might not be that interesting because i don't know much about ethics and i genuinely don't know much about film <laughs> but well i, I want to do a, a little tease ahead to next se- series because at some point we're going to talk about your theories on michael jackson and um that you don't believe in caves but we're not going to talk about either of those now we're going to save those for another time. i've had a little note on my desk for the last like six months and like it needs at some point like I need a film to reference either Michael Jackson or Caves so we can talk about this and it's not yet happened. So next series. Jumping into third place. So this is bronze medal position. Um, I think we can all agree. With a solid eight points, it is the Congolese National Airline, Conair. Let me tell you about this movie. The film was a classic sayonara i loved every minute what a fab way to spend an evening would i watch it again yes yes i would great film if you haven't listened to that episode do yourself a favor go back (laughs) find it make yourself a cuppa in fact no actually don't even fucking bother it's not that good go and watch con air because that is well worth listen to the podcast Ignore that. Listen to the podcast. Okay, but also watch the film because it's just brilliant. And if you haven't seen it, which Ross keeps telling me is the point, everyone has fucking seen it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, like spoilers, it's amazing. And, and just to just to be clear, we're saying that Con Air is a better film than Karate Kid, Lethal Weapon, uh, Top Gun, and The Terminator. Con Air is is in third place better than all of it so let's just do a quick recap before we get to the top two so bottom terminator then top gun then face off then karate kid matrix in fifth lethal weapon fourth con air is the third best film you've seen this series what's at number two number two is escape the rage 28 days later and it has eight and a half points now, I was torn, and it took me a good six minutes to make this decision. <laughs> so, I gave it eight and a half points. Let me read my description, because I think that will help clarify things. Absolutely amazing film. Genuinely made me feel things. Will I watch it again? Yes, I will. Um, I, I feel like this is an absolute epic. And if you ask me... This is a classic movie, and I am so glad that you made me watch it. I genuinely enjoyed it, and I would definitely ask people if they've watched this, and of course they'd be like, yeah, well, the fuck's your problem? Yeah, it um, came out 15 years ago, yeah. Yeah, quite. Uh, there is another film after this, I know, now, the sequel, mm-hmm. um, and I would watch it next series if you're if you're mm. up for it. I, I would watch I've it. never seen this. I, I, I do think that we should do a series of of sequels. A because lot of these the, films have sequels, I know now. Lethal Weapons got two, and which is very good. Um, I think Karate Kid's got a sequel. has got an excellent sequel. Terminator's got a sequel. Terminator's got, got an excellent sequel. Got a brand new movie out. Yeah, I mean, uh, The Matrix has got a sequel. So yeah, maybe we'll do a. 
Maybe we'll do a series of sequels. Not not next series. Maybe we'll do it like one after. So in first position and top of my pops, and I think I did tell you this uh, when we recorded it, is Any Weekday in America or commonly known as Pulp Fiction. This film, we're giving it nine points out of ten, which it deserves every single fucking point. Um, I have just said, unbelievable, I love this movie, it's top of the pops. And would I watch it again? Yes, I would. It. I don't know what about it resonated with me, but I just fucking loved it. Like, I would watch it again now. I mean, I could watch this film, I believe, over and over and over again, really happily. I just thought everything about it was spot on. The only thing that I can be pissed off about is the ending. For me, it just ended too abruptly. Like, I needed another... 15 minutes and that is like you say after two and a half hours a really really weird ask but i just mm. needed another 15 minutes and, and especially as you've said like it is hard to get you to sit down and concentrate on a film it's just that's why you're not really a film watcher is you don't really like just sitting down and watching a film for an hour and a half two hours so the fact that you got to the point where a two and a half hour film fit, finished too soon for you and we should say look it sounds like this is generally a success you've got you know you've the top three you love even mm-hmm. if one of them is con air and several of mothers oh, yeah. you really like it's kind of in thirds like there's three you really didn't like three you quite liked and three you loved yeah i, I think there's only three that i would not watch again the man in the machine will start with a lie fits like a face yeah everything else i'd watch again so i mean you, you've done well 60%. But then here's the big question 100%. is, well, talking of scores, how much did you actually take in from these films? So we've got a quiz yeah. now. Sorry, we've got a test. a test. Okay. Do I need to write anything down? Yes. No. I think I've made this pretty easy. I wanted it to be sort of slightly challenging for you, but enjoyable so you could actually answer and feel like it was fun, but challenging enough that people listening could also join in i realize those two things are very far apart because most people have seen these films more than once and you've only seen them once it might be hard but three questions on each there's some bonus questions as well if you want to keep score oh yeah as we go because then that's less for me to do yep okay first one on the film karate kid slash bad apple easy start what's the name of daniel's karate mentor Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, correct. Yes. Or as you referred to him at the time, Mr. Mowgli. Mr. Mowgli, but I know now he's Miyagi. What's the name of the kick Daniel uses to win the tournament? I'm fighting every part of my body to say this, but is it, is it a crane kick? I'll give you the point for that. It's the crane technique. At the time, you kept on calling it the stalk. Even after you'd seen the film, you kept calling it the stalk kick. I was to say it was a stalk kick, and I was like, it's not the stalk kick. Um, Also, I almost said hummingbird kick. So, you know what? Could have gone either way there. I mean, that would have been amazing if he just sort of hovered in the air, just repeatedly kicking his face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Name the three chores that Daniel has to do for Mr. Miyagi. Okay, he has to, he has to, he has to wax his car. Mm -hmm. He has to paint his fence. Yeah. And there's something sideways, isn't there? Waxy. Uh To do something to the floor. I will take that. He had to sand the floor. Awesome. Yeah. Paint the fence, sand the floor, wax the car. Okay. Uh, three for three, just so we're clear. You're off three for three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want a bonus question on Karate Kid? I'll take the bonus question, yeah. Hang on, do I lose anything? I was thinking about that, but that seems harsh. Okay. No. Uh, what does not exist in the Cobra Kai dojo? What does not remember? exist? Yeah, do you remember they've got that little... Yeah, it's not like a trick question, like there's no dragons, but do you remember they've got their little chant? It's like... What does not exist in this dojo? It's like, oh, mm, does not exist it, in this dojo, does it? No, it Sensei. Fear does not exist in this dojo. Yes. What else does not exist in this dojo? Um, kindness, respect, love. 
None of those yeah, you didn't get, existed. Didn't, didn't get on, the bonus points. No, wait, wait, wait. I haven't finished yet. Okay. So, um, fear. They're evil. No, they're bad. No, sensei. Um, I don't know. I, I thought it was just fear, so I thought I'd done well. What is it? Pain does not exist in this dojo, does it? Oh. Defeat does not exist in this dojo, does it? No, sensei! Okay, to be fair, that is something perhaps, you know, listeners of the uh, watchers of the movie more than once might have done better at. So, um. I say, I tried to make this. Okay, you know, fair. I, I understand. That's that. what, I it's a bonus question. Okay, Terminator. Yes. What is the name of the woman being protected in the Terminator? Oh, fucking hell, the bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck me. She uh, Does she also have Chronicles later on? Yeah. Sarah Connor. <clears throat> fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. Time travel is a naked form of transport. <laughs> where does where does Reese find trousers to wear? In the department store. No, he takes them from a homeless man. Damn it! Because don't you remember we had that whole conversation yeah, about how he's going command a homeless person's trousers? Yes, yeah, homeless. Okay, thing. okay, I lost the point. Okay, number three. What did the boy in the restaurant put in Sarah Connor's pocket? We had a conversation. This is what led us to the first conversation about Little Chef, our sponsors. The boy in the restaurant put something in her pocket. You were slagging her off for being a shitty res- uh, for being a shitty waitress, and I said, "Yeah, but you know, this kid put mm, in her pocket, and the parents didn't even tell them off." Oh, is it milkshake? Can't give you that. It was ice cream. Oh, okay. Flavor, un- flavor unknown. Fucking I didn't want to hell. go back and check. Thank you. So that's not true. So uh, one out of so three. only one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Top gun. Hang on, I want a bonus question. There's no bonus question on All that. Right, one. Okay. You fucked it too hard. Go you on, don't then. get a bonus question. On that. Yeah, you wouldn't have got it. Okay. Top gun. Now we had a big conversation about how there's lots of memorable lines. Oh. So this round is finish the line. I feel the need. The need for speed. Yeah. Yeah. Your ego is writing checks. That your mouth can't (gasps) cash. (laughs) (laughs) That your body can't cash. Oh. It's okay. I kind of want to give you half a point. Can I have half a point? I'll give you half a point. I mean, it was entire. A mouth, mouth is part, part of your, your body. body. Yeah, half a point. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you can be my wingman anytime. That's the whole line, isn't it? No. You can be my wingman anytime, and I'll be your back boy who shoots things in the little turrety dude. Yeah, I can't. I, funny enough, I can't give you that one. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be mine. Who says that? It's at the end and after they've sort of done the mission and... And no, he says to him, Maverick, you can be my wingman anytime. It's bullshit. You can be mine. I'm glad so that I didn't really, get that. It's really memorable. Okay. Do you want a bonus question on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it, give it. Okay. Name any two call signs from the film. Oh, okay. So Maverick is this call sign, right? Yeah, I've just said that. So that was good that you got that one. I'm going to give you that anyway. And then there's yeah. the one that you think could be racial, Sundown. Yes. Yeah, and that the only reason I get that is because you called it out as a as a racial thing. I otherwise I wouldn't have got it. That's awesome. That's a, I, I wouldn't remember. You could have said Goose. Goose. Let me get to the others. Mine is it? Well, it's not his name. His name's not Steve Goose. Oh. Did you think all of them? <laughs> I thought that he was the name. only one who didn't have a call sign. I don't think the back back dude's got call signs. Yeah, his his call sign's Goose. I thought that was his name. Oh, bless you. Okay. Uh, Maverick, Goose, Jester, Iceman, Cougar, Viper, Jester, Wolfman, have no memory of Wolfman, Sundown, bit racist, Slider, and Hollywood. It's not racist. He's the guy that you send when the sun's at the annoying angle. We've covered that. So I've got three points for that. One, okay. Two and a half. Okay, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm just going to circle my points in a different colour so I don't lose track. One second. 
Cool. Do you want to tell us what colour? Red. Right. Okay. Red. I'm setting my points in red. Okay. Um, the Matrix. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be very flexible with this first question, okay? Okay. What is the Matrix? Oh, um, it's basically... <laughs> it's a strong start. <laughs> yeah, it's basically... Um, it's a constructed place where people are spending their lives whilst suspended in a type of long-term sleep um, and it's not real. I, I, I'd i almost want to give you a bonus point for that. Uh, the answer I've got, Wikipedia, a reality perceived by humans is actually the matrix, a simulated reality created by sentient machines in order to pacify and subdue the human population while their bodies, heat, and electrical activity are used as an energy source. Wow. That's a long description. That's how I saw it. Yeah, that is not how I understood it. So that helps a lot. <laughs> okay. Number two. When, uh, when Neo first receives a message on his computer, what is he told to follow? Oh, fuck. The White Rabbit. Yeah. Yes. Fucking hell. You, you, you actually did watch. Uh, okay, again, I'm going to be very... Because the Matrix is such a sort of... Yeah, you know, sort of... Is there no reference to Deja Vu Cat in this? There's no reference to Deja Vu Cat. I'm, I'm being very kind of like open with the questions because the film is so sort of like open interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Who slash what is Neo? He is the ultimate defender of reality. I'll give you that. He is the one, a man prophesies to come and rescue mankind from the illusion. I'm taking my point. I'm putting it in a red circle. That was quite a smug face you just pulled. Okay, face off. Ask me what colour the guns were. What colour was Nicolas Cage's guns? That's not a question. It is. No, it isn't. It is. They're gold. Okay, the bonus question is, what did you call the gold guns? How did you describe them? Oh. Um, Oh. Adorable, no? You did call them adorable, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why does John Travolta's character need to take Nicolas Cage's face off? To convince his brother... (gasps) Um, that he is him, so he can find out where they've hidden a bomb. Wow, yes. Yes. <laughs> I think I would have remembered that. Then again, it's been a lot, I guess you sort of recently watched it. I haven't watched it for years. Um, okay. <laughs> what did the Doctor show John Travolta's character? I can't remember his name. What did the characters, did the Doctor show John Travolta to prove that they could do a face swap operation? Oh, my God. Um, re-engineering a human ear. I will give you that. It was, uh, I put a 3D printed ear, but I'll give you that one. So that means you've got four from four. Four from four. Uh, Connor. Yes. So this was our film seven that we did. What does Poe, so again, Nick Cage, what does he learn while in prison? What does he learn? Yeah, remember we had a conversation oh, about I think what he, he learned spent his Spanish, time doesn't he? He did learn Spanish, yeah. Yeah, good man. And then fill in the missing word from this quote. Why couldn't you put the X back in the box? Oh, fuck. Is it rabbit or bunny? Why couldn't you put the bunny? Rabbit. It is bunny. It's bunny? No, what? Oh, I should have just waited until oh, you okay. changed your mind again. Well, bunny sounds cuter in that sentence, right? Yeah, it was Bunny. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got a question for you, actually, quickly. Um, it's not on this film, but it is film-related. When we watched Pulp Fiction, um, there was that whole bit where they were like, get the gimp out of the box or whatever. And yeah. I'm sure that my friends used to say this, like, like, get the gimp out of the box or put the gimp back in the box. And I used to just think... It's a bit fucking weird. But now I realise that that's probably them quoting that movie, right? 
Well, so is your question to me, did your friends who I don't know used to quote Pulp Fiction? Is is it commonly quoted, the whole gimp in the box thing? <sighs> That's not one of the ones I ever, you know, I remember ever being quoted. But it's that when I watched this, whenever it was last week that we watched it, mm. and I was just going, this film is brilliant. Because every every line practically it's just so, such a yeah. it's such a quotable line, uh, film that that probably is one of the things i mean were they referring to you when they said that just in general i think i mean maybe me a bit but okay third conair question please third conair question what oh i, I don't, it turns out i didn't write the name of the guy i'm thinking about but do you remember the guy who you really loved and said that there should be a spin-off film for him the one who was like who murdered kids and wore one's I head as a hat him. i love him yeah yeah that was because as we now know your obsession with being some sort of murderer terrorist person he didn't do anything wrong did he turns out in the end he let that little girl a... left her there he went he, he and let that girl go he was in prison for killing a load of kids I mean, you know, sometimes you've got to leave the past in the past. <laughs> Fucking hell, moving on. <laughs> what song did he sing with the little girl? Oh, fuck. Is it If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands? It is not. Is it? It was. He... No, no, you don't get another guess. That's not what? how it works. You don't get more than one guess. What was it? He's got the whole world in his hands. The whole world in his hands. But, but they sang it in quite an annoying way, like with like the wrong intonations. It's like, he's got the whole world in his hands. They sang it like that. So like, that's not how you sing it. The whole world in his hands. Oh, I know, because we would go, he's got the whole world in his hands. Exactly. No, I think they've got, yeah. um, I've noticed this. You'll get into this soon. Um, there's like, the wheels on the bus, right? The wheels yeah. on the bus in England is the wheels on the bus go round and round. Wheels on the bus go round and round all day long. All day long, yeah. In America, it's all through the town. What? So they go, the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round all through the town. Mm, I'm not happy about that. No, but you're, this is a problem. You guess get exposed to it and you're like, that's not the words. Like, I don't want my kid learning that. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> like I said to Ellie, it makes a lot more sense. Like, it's not all day long. It's a bit full on, isn't it? Like, you know, all through the town makes more sense. One bus journey, all through the town. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> okay. So talking of English and American, the director of Conair is an English gentleman named Simon West. What mute? This is the bonus question. What music video did he direct? Simon West. Yes, we discussed oh, this. Oh, did we? Yes. Was it Rick Astley? Never gonna give. Never gonna give. Was it really? It was. Fucking yes. Bonus point. And you know why I remembered it when you said that? It's because I fucking love Rick Astley, and you know there's this whole thing. I think it's a craze where people like link stuff to. Rick Astley's video on YouTube. Rick Rolling. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called, Rick Rolling. So someone had a tattoo of a QR code, and when you scanned it, it went to the YouTube video of Rick Astley. I was thinking, apparently you can now give your CV in a QR code. I think that'd be hilarious. Just apply for jobs. (laughs) And just put a covering letter and just say, you know, I'm never going to let you down. I'm... Always going to be around. I'd never hurt you. Get the whole song into your cover letter and then just have them scan it and you'd just be like, Rick Astley. I mean, you wouldn't get the job, but like, if you're not in the market for a new job, why not fuck about a bit? That's what I was thinking anyway. Um, Give it a go. Moving on. Okay. Uh, Moving up to film eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, A number, I think was this number four or something in your charts. 28 Days Later. Mm Mm-hmm. What causes the outbreak? Um, I believe it is rage. Mm, I'm going to need more from you. What causes the outbreak? That's the virus. Okay, what so causes what the virus causes to spread? The outbreak is some really badass um, animal rights protesters break in to a medical grade lab and they try and release some monkeys or chimpanzees or gorillas or let's just say chimpanzees chimpanzees 
and one of them gets bitten um, by the said chimpanzee, and then the, it goes from there, like spread. Through. I'll give you the I'll give you the point from that. I would object to saying that they're badass because they've killed most of the population of the country. It didn't explain whether it went international or not, but they've killed a lot of the country. Those animal rights activists. Yeah, all right. I, re- so, I, I received the comment badass. Okay. Um, yeah. But I'll um, give you the point. And yeah, and it turned out chimpanzee. Um, who did Jim? So Jim's the lead guy. With naked the, guy. Was in a coma. Naked guy. I, I was tempted to have a question about him being naked. I thought, let's not start that. Who did Jim find dead in bed? His mum and dad. It was his mum and dad. Jesus, I mean, that's something you'll never forget. I was going to ask about the note, and I thought that was a little bit too hard, what the note said. Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard. No, not as in emotionally hard, as in could you remember it? Yeah, like, it was, I can't not verbatim, but it was like, don't wake up. Something along those lines, yeah. It was like, you know, hope you don't wake up to... Jim and Selena, his lady friend, Mm -hmm. travelled to Manchester after hearing a hoax military broadcast. Mm -hmm. What was the real reason for the broadcast? They were trying to attract women to the camp so that this army guy could get his um, men, folk, to basically repopulate the earth, but basically just get their end away. Yeah, I'll give you that. I put to, well, I mean, it's entirely right. That's why I'll give you it. <laughs> I, put to, I put to trick female listeners into sex slavery to repopulate the world. Oh, but you got, you got repopulate in there, so it's good. Okay, intergalactic, intergalactic planetary stroke lethal weapon. Again, badly worded question. Mel Gibson plays Martin Ricks, a former Green Beret. What, I've put, what's his speciality? But do you know what I mean there? Like, what was his... What was his speciality in the army? In the army, yeah. I want to say he was a gunman, a sniper maybe? He was a sniper. Fucking get in. He did very well when they went to that place and they shot those things, you know? Guns? When they're in the desert and he shot. But the only thing was then is he shot people from very far away and didn't notice the man standing right next to him. No, no, when they were in the, 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 um, you know, inside and there's a piece of paper and then they pushed it all the way back and then they shot the target. Right, yeah. He he did a smiley face on the man. I, do you know why I remember this? It's because it's the only time in my entire life I said to Ellie, I bet you he shoots a smiley face on that man. And the paper came in and it was a smiley face. I've never, ever, ever, ever got anything right like that in a movie. In my no, life. Right. I mean, look, we've done nine episodes and I, can, I agree. You've never said anything right about any of these films. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for that. Okay. Uh, question two. Mm-hmm. Why was Martin Riggs, I don't know why I refer to his full name each time, why was Martin Riggs transferred to homicide? He starts, no in, he starts in narcotics because he has that, the drug bust and the, at the Christmas tree place. I don't know. Which is, is weird because it it's not a Christmas film. No, it's, well, I've put down a quote. I thought you would get this, so I just put a, a quote that he says. Everyone thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm fucked and no one wants to work with me. Or they think I'm faking to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked and no one wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked. You know what the guy says to him? I don't want to fucking work with you. That's what he says. Yeah. Mm. You don't I get a point know that, for that. So, okay, I won't, I, I won't get a point for that. It's, to be honest, I don't think it's entirely clear in the film that they're saying you're too fucked up to work in drugs so we'll put you on homicide instead. It's like... Mad. It doesn't, anyway. Ahead of asking the next question, I'm just remembering what you said about this, which is why I put this question in. What is the Shadow Company? Oh, um, you told me. They're actually a military unit. Can you give me any more? They're a military fucking unit. Like, they're a unit of the military. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same words in a different order. They're a... They're a um... Can you tell me what, what did they what did they do? They did something probably in Vietnam or something. I mean, they were like a they were a like a what do you fucking call it? They were like a little quorum, quorum, 
harem. <laughs> no, they were like a little. They were a gang of military people. They were. They were. I said that I wanted to work for them, and you said you can't work for them. They're a military unit. Yes, you thought they were an actual. You thought it was a shadow company as no, opposed no, to the shadow the, company, like as in oh. Amazon or the the the. I don't know, Sony. <laughs> I yeah, but they're not a company as in a business. No, they're a company oh. of a of a. Of, of, they're a company. Yeah. In an army sense. Yeah, I, I will give you half a point because um, the answer is a defunct CIA paramilitary unit. So you've got that bit. Mm-hmm. That's the first half, which secretly ran the Vietnam War out of Laos. 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 Uh, sorry, I also said Vietnam War. Uh, and took over the substantial heroin trade in the area from the natives. You didn't ask me what they did. You asked me what they were. That, that's what they... Sometimes uh, I, I think it's all about semantics. Um, okay, I, I, I will... Tell you what, I will give you two-thirds of a point. Two-thirds of a point, and I will take them, gladly. So, <laughs> that's the end, okay. right? No, we've got one more film. Have we? Which was your the last film we did and your favourite. Oh, yeah, I apologise. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Pulp. Hang on. Let me, okay. just, let me just write this out because it's quite confusing for me. So it's one and two thirds. Okay, last one. Mm-hmm. Now, we've just watched this film. You should be all over this shit. Okay. Where did Butch's dad hide his watch? Up his arse. Up his arse. Up his arse. Okay. Thank you. What is the name of the restaurant where Vince and Mia enter the twist competition? I don't know. Oh, I want it so badly. Um, has it got chilli in it? <laughs> I mean, they might sell chilli, yeah. <laughs> no, it's It's going to be about the menu. Is it? Can you give yeah, me they, do, they do chilies. They probably do pastas. Does it begin with an M? <laughs> it's three words. Okay. Do any of them begin with an M? It contains one M. If we're doing this as hangman, it contains one of the words contains an M. No. What does one of the words start with? Oh my god! One of the words begins with an S. Which word? The word that also ends with an S. Which word? The third word. Begins and ends with an S. I wanted to go to this place so badly. Yeah, I'm actually now thinking about does it have an S at the end or not? What's it called? It might not actually. Jack Rabbit Slims. Ugh. Could be Jack Rabbit Slim. Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah, I would never. I did Google it. about whether it's in a, a real re- well, whether it was based on a real restaurant or not, but um, I don't remember the answer. So well. really pointless that I say that. Okay, where has Vincent? This is our last question. Okay. Where has Vincent been for the last three years? Where quarter pounders are called La Royales. He has been to France. He has not been to France. What? He's been to Amsterdam. Our man in Amsterdam. Like, they make quite a few references to it. But he keeps saying about the French, calling it... The beginning, he's... A Royale with cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've put, I've put it La Royale. It's not La Royale because it's, it's Amsterdam because he's like Vince Vega, a man in Amsterdam. And he talks yeah. about when he... Bresley, I swear to God, I will come for you. He says the French... <laughs> do you know what the French call... I'm looking it up now. You wait there. I guarantee you that this is a trick question, Ross Park, because maybe he has indeed been in Amsterdam, but he actually says, do you know what the French call... A quarter pounder with cheese, and the guy's like, oh, "Yeah, maybe it might be right. Maybe right. I've got it here." All right, well, you can walk into a movie theater in Amsterdam and buy a beer, and I don't mean just like a little paper cup. I'm talking about a glass. Amsterdam. And in Paris, you can buy a beer in McDonald's. Still talking about Amsterdam. Oh, Paris. A quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris. They don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese. Okay, so let me just... Uh... Okay, so then there's two questions. Uh, one, I've got one question, which is, where has Vincent been for the past three years? He's been in Amsterdam, Ross. And then bonus question, mm-hmm. what are quarter pounders called in Paris? 
They are called La Royale of the Royale. Jeez. Yeah, so I'll give, you the, I'll give you the bonus point. Thank you very much. That's excellent. Um, so you got so, three out of four on that round. Three out of four. Okay. That's it. That's, that's, that's us done. So, okay. So you, do you know what this is out of in total whilst I add up my scores? 32. Okay. You're not going to believe this. Was it more than 15? Yeah. How do you add a half and two thirds together? Because you know that's you've got to get the bottoms the same, right? And I don't know how to do that quickly. So yeah, for, for the benefit of the podcast, I'll let you round up. Okay, so I'm rounding that up to one. I got twenty three and a half. What? Uh, look, yeah, I knew I made it too easy. I, to be honest, that's got to be an A, right? Twenty no, twenty three and a half is out of thirty two. It's not an A. Hang on, 23 over 32. Well, actually, it, you Actual, rounded up, so it's more like out of 33. It is a bloody A. Not on, yeah, hold on. Maybe when you do your exams or whatever, not on my one. You're telling me that I got, a, I got 70% and you're not giving me an A? No, because then we had this conversation. In fact, and I edited it out, but I was very unhappy about the fact of anywhere between 70 and 100 is the same grade which I don't agree with, I'm giving you a C+. Plus. That's not giving me a C+. Plus. 70 is a pass. That is a fucking distinction for a master's degree, 70. Yes, and maybe if I set the master's subjects and questions, less people would be achieving it. <laughs> 70. Jesus. Look, be, look te, be proud of you. You got a pass, right? You got you got a C plus. Be proud because you something to work on, right? Something to build on for next time. I'm not even sure there'll be a next time at this rate. I want to be minimum. I'm, that's not how this works. You don't just say I want to be. I think I've earned a B, to be honest. I, I you really, haven't. I'm. I'm, I'm you, a B. You would have got a B, wouldn't you? I'm absolutely disgusted. To be to the be score proud. doesn't lie. Look, I, I, let me say, I'm very I'm very proud of you. You've done very well. I don't think. At the beginning of this, anyone would have expected you to have got any sort of decent score, you know, about Mr. Mowgli and the stalk kick. You did very well. Overall, this this series, what, what do you think you've you've learned? Maybe about yourself. Um, I've probably got under, <laughs> undiagnosed ADHD, which <laughs> is something that I've, I've come to realise. Um, you are an incredibly unfair grader. I've learned that. Um, there are fair. films out there that are worth watching. Um, there are also <laughs> films out there that are not. And it would pay one to be selective um, because life is short and nobody should spend it watching fucking Top Gun. <laughs> I, think I, think, I think that's a wonderful way for us to, to finish. Uh, Leah, thank you very much for spending so much of your time watching films and only some of which you hated. And thank you very much for introducing me to some proper classic movies and for, for educating you. Being very patient, um, which I'm sure is, is taxing when um, I'm so difficult sometimes. Yeah, it's true, but uh, it's fine. Um, shall we? <laughs> shall we come back, take a little break, maybe, for us to do some bits and bobs, for us to watch some films. Come back later in the year, and then that gives us a few. You know, we'll, we'll do some Christmas films. We'll do uh, a Halloween film. Home Alone three, a really good one. Yeah, we're absolutely not doing Home Alone three. We'll we'll do some proper Christmas films because you don't seem to have watched many of them. I've watched Home Alone three. Which, I mean, Which is, kind of I'm, I'm not, I'm not discussing a Home Alone film that doesn't have Macaulay Culkin in. I mean, the guy is better than Macaulay Culkin. I mean, arguably, yeah, much better. Thank you very much, people, for listening. And it would really help us out if it's really weird that I'm looking at you whilst saying this and not referring to you while talking to other people. It would really help us out if you can rate and review. Thank you so much to the people who've said really lovely things about us. If you could give us a nice review and a nice rating. If you could tell your friends, that's how most podcasts get more listeners is just by word of mouth. So 
that would really help. I would also love it if anyone in my family listened. I'd love it if anybody I know sent me lovely things about this podcast because all the lovely things have come from you. So Yeah, I might have nicer friends than you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have any friends. Um, so, you know, shout out to any friends. Shout out have. to your friends. <laughs> Could you please listen to the podcast and, like, you know, just be, have some basic respect? I mean, Jesus, we put time and effort into this. I've watched <laughs> movies. Ross has given up his evenings. Like... But yeah, the people who have sent us messages saying particular bits that they enjoy. We got one of those messages today, actually, about magnetic Jesus. So if if you're one of those people that's saying, um, that's telling us that they enjoy the podcast, thank you so much. For it. it really means a lot to us. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, in that case, uh, sayonara. Sayonara. Bye. Do, do you want to say a bit of it each? Bit of what? Yeah. You... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sai. Ah. Uh. <laughs> no, not what the fuck. <laughs> you're going to go sigh. You're going to go nah, and I'm going to go, oh, it's going to be really ridiculous. Play the music, we're done. Okay. <laughs> you've ruined it. <laughs> I ruined everything. What a way to finish the series. <laughs>